Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Pleasure Priority Podcast with me, Amber Taylor. This is the podcast all about how you can have the audacity to put yourself and your pleasure first, which ultimately shapes a life perfect for you. We discuss friends and family, career and money, oppression, healing, and mental health, current events, and historical ones too. Basically, all things life and pleasure and how you can create more of it authentically. I'm your host, Amber Taylor, and it's my pleasure to talk to you every week. Let's tune in. Hello, 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 my friends, and welcome back. So this week, we got one I think almost everyone can relate to. We're talking about social media, a relationship to it, and how we can use it for validation and some tips and tricks to have a better relationship with your social media presence. So I have always had a weird kind of relationship with social media. I remember like even when MySpace came out or when my age bracket started using MySpace and like I had to choose top friends and I had to pick a song and it was so anxiety inducing for me. Like I just wanted to please everybody, make them happy, make sure that I was definitely a people pleaser and I was so worried about making sure that everybody was happy or that nobody was mad at me or nobody thought I was weird because of which song I picked and so many other things that I early on developed this idea that it's not safe for me to show myself. It would be a problem if I really said what I think or what I felt or what I was into or All the things that social media was for, I was just incredibly afraid of it. And then so growing up and Facebook came out and Twitter came out and Instagram came out and all these things. And I kept that same mentality of, oh my gosh, what if I look back on this and I regret something I said? So let me just not say anything. Again, like I don't want people to think certain things about me. So I just won't be out there for them to have anything to think. And for so long, I was someone that posted on birthdays or holidays or like, at least in my eyes, appropriate times to post and not really sharing much of myself, much of my life, much of my journey out of this immense fear. And since I've come a long way, I post way more now since I've started my business. Probably I've posted more like in the time that I've started my business than the entire history of my social media presence. So yeah, definitely have changed that relationship. But I know that some people are still struggling with these fears. So I wanted to speak to them a little bit more. So the fears that were coming up for me revolved around three kind of main areas. The fear of what other people would think of me. The fear that my words would be used against me. And the just general fear that I wasn't good enough. 
And just to talk to each one, what I was really scared of was believing their negative thoughts or their potential negative thoughts about me. I definitely wasn't worried about if anybody would like me or if they want to be my friend or whatever. Like that wasn't even in my peripheral as an option. I definitely didn't think that anything good could happen from social media. So I wasn't worried about that. I was just hung up on the negatives, which makes sense because our brains naturally have a negativity bias. That's how it keeps us alive. It's literally a survival mechanism. But in this sense, it was more holding me back than pushing me forward. So when I was scared of believing what other people would think about me, it was because my own sense of self-concept and self-worth, well, certainly wasn't at the level it is now, but it wasn't at the level of, it doesn't matter what other people say about me or think about me or whatever, as long as I'm good with myself. And I didn't have that relationship with myself to be like, okay, I'm good regardless. I needed that external validation to make me feel like I was good enough. Like I mattered. My words mattered. Like I wasn't doing something dumb or looking stupid or whatever that I was worthy. And I was looking to other people to create that work for me. And I was so scared that they wouldn't, that I just didn't show up at all. And I have another podcast on opinions of others, which if you haven't heard it, definitely go back and listen. But the idea there is that when you believe in yourself, no matter what anybody else thinks, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's neutral, whether they're not even thinking about you at all, you still have that sense of validation for yourself. You still have that comfort, that safety, that enrichment, that nourishment, those things that you're looking for outside of yourself, you can definitely give to yourself. And I think social media definitely exasperates those areas where your own self-concept isn't up to par. And then the fear of other people using my words or things that I've said in the past against me. And I don't know why I was so scared of this growing up, but I definitely was. And looking back at it, I don't know, I may have a sixth sense of upcoming cancel culture, but I was definitely afraid of that happening, of being canceled before there was even uh, language around it. So again, I just avoided being canceled by not showing up. So with that fear and kind of what goes into it, it's the same thing. It's the same problem, a lack of self-concept, self-worth, uh, self-love, self-acceptance, all of those things within the relationship with yourself. So when I had this fear of being canceled, what that ultimately played out in my head is that if other people didn't like what I said, or if other people went back and saw a post or a tweet or whatever and judged me for it or found a problem with it or whatever, what I was really and truly fearful of is canceling myself, is turning my back on myself, is having that voice in my head like, oh, you fucked up. You shouldn't have done this. This was so wrong. How could you even think 
this was a good idea. Like you should just hide forever and don't talk to anybody. Like you're stupid, you're immature. Like that voice that just goes ham. And ultimately I was scared of that happening. I pushed it on others like, oh, if I do this, then they will do that to me. But in reality, the only person that can cancel you is you. Like other people don't like you all the time. Nobody's everybody's favorite. It just doesn't work that way. Like even people crazy as they might be, some of them don't even like Beyonce. (laughs) And that just comes with it. That just comes with life. We cannot please everyone, but just because someone doesn't like us or somebody doesn't like what we said or disagrees or whatever, doesn't automatically make us wrong. And I do want to insert a caveat of there is a place for humility. There is a place to see where you could have done things differently, where you could have said it a little differently, or where you maybe had a lapse of ignorance and like really didn't know something and you can educate yourself to understand it better. But for the most part, you're good. And you don't have to judge yourself or beat yourself up or shame yourself or any of that just because you quote unquote make a mistake. But I think more honestly, aren't perfect or your definition of perfect. So To stop the fear of cancellation or honestly, the fear of canceling yourself, again, is building that self-concept, that self-belief, that self-assurance that you matter, you're good enough, you're good regardless. That one thing that you say or that you do or that you post or whatever doesn't change who you are as a person and doesn't become who you are. Like it doesn't have to be your identity. It's just things that you say online. And in my journey through this work, that has been a big part of it is detaching from each little thing I say is something that's my identity or something that I have to stand on forever. And it can literally be as simple as like a fleeting thought. It can be as insignificant. I don't even know if that's the right word for here, but it's the one that's coming up. But it can be as insignificant as a butterfly landing on your window and then flying away. Like it was cool. It was nice. It was pretty. Or maybe it was a moth and it was kind of ugly or whatever. (laughs) And it was there and then it was gone. It doesn't have to mean so much about you. You don't have to be so invested in it that changes your perception of who you are as a person. So kind of just detaching from the weight that you're putting on what you say on social media, how you show up, how you look, if your outfit's not what you want it to be, or your hair is messed up, or you're not wearing makeup or whatever, it doesn't mean that's you. It's just a snapshot of you in a moment of time throughout the entire lifetime of your journey. It's not that deep, essentially. That's what I'm getting at. It's not that deep, and you can take that pressure off yourself. 
So kind of the theme among all those fears is basically seeking validation from others because you don't give yourself enough. And external validation does get a bad rap, but I do want to say that it's not inherently bad. We as humans seek out validation. We seek out connection. We seek out community. It is, again, a survival instinct. It becomes a problem when the only source of that validation is external. When we have to hold our cup out and we're pandering on the side of the street just to, oh my God, can you like it? Oh my God, I only got X number of likes. That's not enough. Or X number of comments or X number of views. And oh my goodness, I need more. I need more. I need more. And when you're kind of looking at it in that way or relating to social media in that way, where it is your sense of validation, where it is how you feel good based on how other people react to it, that's where the problem comes in. Because if you can't create your own supply of validation, your own supply of thoughts and behaviors that bring about certain feelings for you, those feel-good feelings that you get when you get validated by people on social media, then you're always going to be operating at a deficit. You're going to be doing things to get that validation, to get that hit, call it like a dopamine hit for now, to get that for you, you're going to start doing different things. Like if you've ever met a drug addict or been in some type of type of relationship with you, with a drug addict, you can see like the evolution of the drug taking over and that being the most important thing and having to get it by any means necessary. So it goes from like, oh, doing it a little recreationally to, oh, wait, like I need more of this. I need that high. I need that buzz. I need that feeling. So yeah, I'm going to sell my comic book collection that I've been collecting since childhood, but it doesn't mean more to me than this feeling or I'm going to steal from those that I love because I know they'll be mad at me. I know they'll cut me off, but it doesn't even matter right now because I need that next hit. I need that next feeling. And you just do more and more and more to get the feeling that you want, regardless of if it's actually something that you would want to do or think about doing when you have that for yourself, when you already have enough of the thing that you're looking for. So coming out of that analogy back to just regular social media, that can look like acting outside of your authenticity. That can look like doing things just because they're trending or other people respond well to it and not because that's actually you or that's actually what you want to be doing. And again, like no shade at all ever. If it's your steez, go for it. I support you. But a lot of people will post some like risque or thirst trap type pictures or videos on the internet just to get that attention or that validation and not because they really want to, or they'll have this idea of what they want to share and how they want to show up, but it doesn't get the same response as those other posts do. So instead of doing what they want, 
they do what people respond to, which again, not right or wrong. You get to choose what you want. But when you're doing it from a place of, I have to behave in this way because of how I feel when other people respond to me in a certain way, or I can't behave in this other way because people aren't responding to me in the way that I want. And that makes me feel bad and I don't want to feel bad. So I'm just going to avoid that and do whatever I need to do to get the feeling that I want. That's the danger zone. That's where you can be left hanging. You can be depleted and scrambling for more. And that's, again, ultimately you stepping outside of yourself and stepping outside of your authenticity. So I want you to kind of go back and focus on yourself and really look at when you are on social media, how do you feel? Are you energized? Are you inspired? Are you curious? Or are you down on yourself? Like, do you feel like shit? Do you like just scroll and just feel hopeless or depressed or anything of that nature and just really kind of understand where you're at, what your relationship is like now, and then get curious about it. Why do I feel so bad? What is causing me to feel like this? Is it because I'm looking at certain people and certain lifestyles and believing that I can't have that, or I'm not good enough for it, or it's so easy for everyone else and it's hard for me. And then when you really get into that, dive in, keep getting curious. So what? Why is this a problem? Why does it matter to me? What am I making it mean? Keep getting curious about it and journal on it, talk to somebody about it, talk to a friend, talk to a coach, whatever you need just to explore it more so you can understand your relationship with it better. You can understand where your gaps are and you can understand how you can build a better relationship, not only with social media, but also with yourself. Social media is an amazing mirror to reflect the relationship that you have with yourself. So a couple things just about social media in general. Usually what I find is that no one actually cares as much as you think that they do. Like, oh my gosh, what if people see that I haven't posted in so long and blah, blah, blah. Like usually there aren't that many people checking for you. And if they are, it's out of genuine concern. How are you doing? Are things okay? Just want to check in on you. And it it's not a problem or anything that means anything like bad about you. And I also say this, that not that no one cares about you, but the level at which you think people are looking at you and scrutinizing you and caring what you do and all the things, it's usually not that deep. And you're kind of just projecting what you think about yourself on other people. But to kind of normalize this, make this true again, like if you are so focused on how other people view you, just like imagine that other people are thinking 
what you're thinking and they're not worried about you or your social media they're worried about their own so everybody's really just out here worried about themselves and thinking that everybody else in the world cares about what they're doing so again it's not that deep and there are way more people that are rooting for you than not and also a thing for everyone out there, whether you're on social media or not, just the way that you show up in the world, who you are as a person, what you bring to the table is you. Nobody else can do it like you can. Nobody else is you. Like you are you. You are one of a kind, literally. Nobody else has your thinking, your experiences, your biases, your upbringing, your goals, your dreams, like no one in this world has the exact combination that you do. So you being yourself, you being in your full authenticity, you being human and not always happy or not always put together or not always whatever you think people need to see you as, is exactly who you need to be. So just showing up as that person goes a hell of a long way. But if you're like, okay, cool, this is me. And I see that my relationship with myself, my relationship to social media isn't exactly where I want it to be. Well, what do I do now? Cool, I got you. And there are a couple options that I put together for you today. You can try some, you can try them all, you can mix and match, just do what feels right for you. But the first is to set limits of usage around social media. I know a lot of people will just go to it as soon as they wake up. They'll go to it before bed. They'll go to it when they're in the bathroom. They'll go to it like any second they get any kind of free time and their phone is near them and Wi-Fi is available. When you are that invested in something and constantly seeing it, like it can be too much and it can be something that you don't even realize how much you're doing it. So just set limits of usage and they can be realistic for you. First, I'd say track how much you're actually using social media, like get a time frame around it. Like, okay, I'm on it like five hours a day. Cool. Now set a realistic time frame for you. Like you don't have to go cold turkey or anything like that, but I'm going to go from five hours a day to three and just see how it feels cutting out some of that time. And then you can decide how much time do I want to be on social media a day and setting parameters around that. There's also just taking a complete detox from social media, delete the app, just take a break and don't engage. See what comes up when you don't have that option as a buffer or as something to stave off the boredom. Because boredom gets a bad rap, but it's necessary. It gives us time and space for your brain to bring up the shit that you've been trying to push down and it's going to come out eventually. So allow it, give it some space and just see what it comes up when you take a break. 
And when you're taking that break, and even when you're not, when you're still on social media, you can give yourself other things to do. Like think about what you enjoy, what's more interesting or exciting or fun to do instead of scrolling on the internet or posting or creating content or whatever. Like what else is fun and interesting and exciting that you can include in your routine to alleviate some of the time that you spend on the socials. And you can curate your social media. I know a lot of us have just over time followed people just because, oh, they posted that one thing once and I thought it was funny or, oh, they followed me. So I followed them back or, oh, like 10 years ago, I saw this account and I thought they were cool and I'm still following them or whatever. And we can just like rack up all these people or ideas that we may not necessarily still agree with at this time or at this day. So you can curate it, edit it, like go back and unfollow accounts whose vibe you don't like. Unfollow accounts who, when you look at them, they bring you down. Unfollow accounts where it's the content that makes you feel like you're not good enough or you're less than, or you have to do more, be more, or achieve more just to be good enough. You can get rid of all of that and you can find the accounts that really light you up, that feed your soul, that inspire you, that improve your day, that give you things to think about. You can create your entire feed to be nourishing instead of draining. And if you need a good start, (laughs) I'm at Amber Taylor Coaching on all platforms. And I've done this for my own social media and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I actually love scrolling because everything I see is empowering or exciting or vibey or funny or sweet or cute or aspirational or whatever. Like my relationship now with social media has come so far and getting on my pages is no longer something that I dread or I have to recover from. And finally, make it fun. Make it pleasurable. Whether you choose to stop social media for a time or forever or limit the time that you spend or keep going gung-ho with it, make it fun for you. Every post you post, every comment, every like, like you don't have to do anything that you don't want. You don't have to, oh, well, they always like my post, so I have to like their post, or I have to comment on such and such's post, so my posts get more visibility, or I have to, I have to, I have to. Like You can take that vernacular out. You get to choose And you're allowed to choose whatever lights you up. You can be like, is this fun? Is this interesting? Does it make my heart sing? And if not, you don't have to do it. See if you can be delighted 
by your own content. See if you can go back and look at what you post like, oh yeah, I love that. Even if nobody sees it, nobody likes it, nobody says anything, shares it, whatever. If you like it, if it makes you chuckle, giggle, smile, if it creates some butterflies in your stomach, that's all you need. And I promise you, when you stay on that path, your people will come. Whether or not you own a business or trying to monetize your socials or you're just doing it for fun, you will create a space, you will create a community of like-minded people when you love what you're doing and you love what you're putting out there. And the people will come that also love that too. All right, y'all, that has been my tips and tricks of the day and what I think about getting validation from social media. It's not necessary for you to hit your goals or do what you want to do or be who you want to be. Social media validation isn't the only place that you can get validation. And if you need a place to start, I have an amazing challenge. It's called 14 Days to Self-Acceptance, completely free. All you have to do is go to my website, click the link and join my email list and you will get activities, challenges, and community every day to your inbox and actual things to do, actual questions to ask yourself, journal prompts, activities, all the things to help you build your relationship with yourself, to help you increase that self-concept, that self-belief, that overall self-worth through accepting yourself fully and completely as you are right now. Highly, highly recommend this challenge. Even if you don't have any issues with social media, you can always work on the relationship you have with yourself. It can always be better. And of course, whenever you're ready to take this work deeper, I have an amazing one-on-one coaching program where it's me and you for six months working on everything that you want to work on, really honing in on finding your own pleasures. We will do the deep work. We will talk about things that may be uncomfortable, but trust me, I got you. It's always a safe space and you will come out so much better on the other side. So spots are open. Links for everything mentioned is in the show notes and I'll see y'all next week. Have a good one. Hey friends. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Pleasure Priority Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If it's your pleasure, check me out on Instagram at Amber Taylor Coaching and my website, www.ambertaylorcoaching.com for more on increasing your pleasure across all aspects of life. As always, make sure to follow the show and check back each week for a new episode. I'd also love it if you'd leave an honest rating and review and if you'd share the show with anyone else you think would benefit. Much love. Talk soon, friends.